Welcome to the Balls Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Balls Podcast. Hello everyone. Um, today we start this episode uh, with a very sad news for me apparently because uh, we have uh, Bielsa leaving Premier League, leave, leaving Leeds United, uh, taking into consideration their past performances and uh, how the team is playing currently, which is very sad to see looking at uh, where they come from, looking at uh, how much they have risen from where they were and a major, major role played by Bielsa in their transformation, obviously. I don't know, like last season, they were fabulous. They were, they looked like a team which deserved to play, you know, in the Premier League. And maybe this year, it just went downhill for them. Just didn't work out. It didn't work according to the plan. And I don't know whose fault is it. Is it the manager? Because the manager has been with them for years. And... This is one of the seasons where, you know, things are going haywire. So, Prangov, do you think, you know, it's, it's something related to tactics by the manager or these phases do come to every team and the manager was not to be blamed. The manager shouldn't have, you know, be the one responsible here. I think it's not Bielsa's fault. I think, uh, see, most of the players were injured. Bamford was injured. And uh, their uh, CDM, I forgot his name. Phillips. Yeah, Phillips was injured. So they had a few key, key players. They've been out since a very long time. And that obviously was a major problem. They were playing Daniel James up front. He's not a striker. He's a winger. And he's, you know, still very young. So you can't play him as a striker and expect him to score week in, week out. So I don't blame the Elsa for this. But uh, I blame the injuries more than the manager. But uh, if you have been watching their games recently, the amount of goals that they have uh, conceded uh, against United, against Tottenham, against uh, Liverpool, especially that huge margin that they have had between them. Like, where is, uh, I mean, Prank, where do you think it's going wrong for them? I mean, as Prangov said, it's a combination of like various factors. Obviously, like the manager has like a like a part to play in it, but like different factors such as like long-term injuries, like they have been missing Bamford, Phillips, like and like COVID in general. It's just like and the thing is because lead is one type of team that's like they are like, fuck it, I'm just going all in, you know? So that type of football is very entertaining to like watch. But again, due to these factors, like that balance that was there in the team, as we could see last season, it's not there. So like it's very difficult to actually see what the actual problem is. It maybe the manager, maybe the injuries, like because like Leeds, like all as all of us know, we were like, you know, we used to consider them as like one of like the like good teams like to play in Premier League because their approach was like, you know, straight up, straightforward, direct. So, I really hope, like, you know, they survive this somehow. But, like, but I don't want them to be relegated. I would prefer Norwich and Watford to get out of the Premier League. But <laughs> looking at the form... <laughs> like, look. Norwich, uh, Watford is a team who has thrashed Manchester United twice. So, I think they deserve to be in the Premier League to do that every season. I mean, they're 19th, bro. They're going down. Bro. So, so the jokes on, so the jokes on you, bro. 
how can okay. he lose to someone who's 19th coming well, i mean coming to that obviously uh, as prangal said we looking at uh, the table currently leeds are 16th on the table right obviously norwich watford and burnley fighting for relegation but leeds are not not really far enough uh, if you look at teams like everton who are below leeds as well fighting i think almost getting into the relegation battle it's kind of it's kind of going to be interesting looking at the last two months and seeing such teams seeing teams like leeds everton watford burnley fighting for you know the premier league the table but yeah obviously coming back to what we were discussing bielsa and you know his team as per me looking at his uh, cv and looking at the you know teams that he have he has managed in the past it's nothing like you know he has done something great with those teams but he has this uh, certain type of style you know gameplay and this tactical mindset that improves the performances of the team that he has been in so obviously i don't know what has happened in that team but uh, yes bielsa is sacked today and we'll wait uh, i think uh, this uh, the red bull uh, leipzig coach well, i don't know what's his name is it jesse jesse march yeah i think he is being linked uh, linked to leeds united has anyone uh, seen him or his team perform no not really. they, they were in the champions were they in the champions league uh, group stage this time yeah i think they were right they were in the they were before, yeah but now they are in europa so all we can hope for is uh, for them to perform in the europa league and if they perform that well over there then we can go ahead and see how the manager performs it's fair enough because this is something this is a type of manager that we don't really know about no don't really or have not really seen him manage a club which you know we kind of watch in and out so it's going to be an interesting uh, signing if they do manage to get him obviously there are other names on the table for leeds but uh, yes replacing bielsa and replacing the things that he has done for them it's going to be a task moving on to another manager that has been under scrutiny recently uh, antonio conte uh ayush do you think uh, do you think again it's the manager's fault in this team like you have world class managers coming in every season you have uh, mourinho you have the wolves manager now you have conte and all of them struggle to improve this this team and the one common thing is that all of them start really well all the new managers at spurs because the players buy in for the first few weeks and then the players fall out of love with the tactics tactics or they find it really tough so you cannot blame the manager every now and then it's the players they are dog shits and it's spurs at the end of the day you can't expect them to be so good fair i mean uh drew uh looking at you know spurs and their position on the table they are seventh with uh, two game hands over united a game less than arsenal and they are still alive in the top four race obviously if they do continue their current form it's not going to really help looking at just just to league. just to correct you right there they yeah. have played a game more than arsenal and three points yeah, yeah that's arsenal. what i said that's what i said 
I was like, said a game less. Address, oh, I'm sorry, a game more than Arsenal then. And uh, yes, so Dhruv, like, do you think uh, they do have a shot at top for the season? Think and as I said, it's Tottenham at the end of the day. They're serial bottlers. No matter who you bring in, they aren't worthy of playing in the Champions League. They they, they belong in Europa because it's like they don't want to be playing Champions League football. They're they're beating City and then going on and losing to Burnley. And it's not like they just lost by a long ball or something. Burnley started playing tiki-taka against them. It's like Conte was so frustrated after the game. He was doubting himself. Conte, who's won so much, he's starting to doubt himself after joining Tottenham. I don't think it's Conte's fault by any measure. It's been Tot's fault all along. But for all you know, Tot might still make the top four because Conte, after all, he can he, he showed us that he can get results like he did against City. But it's a long shot from where they are right now. But it's all on the manager. Fair. I mean, uh, looking at... Uh... Looking at some of the players in Tottenham, like recently we have had this uh, start update where Kane and Son broke a record of like the most lethal partnership in Premier League, having a goal contribution of 37, I think, 37 or 38. So these players are kind of performing for the team. Recently, Harry Kane has been coming clutch for Tottenham. Son was always a major player. But then I think there are some uh, areas in that team which is not really... You know, fitting the plan that Conte has. Uh, Ryan, do you think, you know, by next season, is Conte going to be there or is he going to get a team which he kind of desires or ask, is Tottenham going to splurge out huge loads of cash in this summer transfer market? Well, I'm, I'm not really sure because I don't follow Tottenham that much, but uh, I, I mean, how much will they splurge if they have to? And, uh, Conte, Conte may stay there if he decides to really bring this team together and he really aims for the top four and uh, he, he has that passion to play in the Champions League. And as we all know, and Dhruv mentioned uh, that Conte has won so much. So I, I guess he should, he, he should be staying there. And uh, yeah, and I think Tottenham also have the risk of losing Harry Kane next season which is uh, good for Harry Kane, but not for Tottenham. So, yeah, they should they should uh, first figure out how to make Harry Kane stay in the club. Uh, bringing up that point, obviously, we have had links with uh, Harry Kane going to Man City, right? Uh, which, again, is kind of looking like a possibility now, looking at how City is kind of, kind of struggling to... Uh, put a gap between them and the second place. They are still like three points over Liverpool. It's hanging by a thread, obviously. And that is not something which Pep would really like, looking at his stature. Uh, so, yes, Harry Kane is a potential, potential uh, transfer for Man City. If if Harry Kane does leave Tottenham, Moira, do you think uh, Conte is going to be staying and building that team again because he looks kind of frustrated. He kind of, if a person starts doubting himself, then there's something going absolutely wrong in that team. So, do you think with the departure of like their main player, is he going to stay and build the team or is he going to take his bag and move away? 
I think he obviously has the potential to build a team from scratch and cater it to the way he wants to play the game. So in that perspective, if he stays, it would be better. But at this stage, anything can happen given the team's performances, which isn't what the club expects itself. Man, I mean, that is something, you know, we would love to see. Uh, having Conte at Premier League, again, is a privilege. But uh, him not being in the right mindset, not having the peace of mind, it's not something we would really want for him. So again, yes, that's something for the future. Looking at another manager that has made his return to the Premier League once again, uh, <laughs> fighting for staying in the Premier League, obviously, uh, Lampard. Dhruv, um, do you think Everton has it in them to manage to stay so alive in the Premier League? Yeah, I think Everton are staying up. Uh, I mean, Norwich was going down. That was given the day they entered playoffs. They were going to go down before the season even started. That's given. Watford, I think, will be the second team. They'll follow them. And I think Leeds are going to be the third team since they have some tough fixtures and they, they aren't really in good form up either. So, I think they're going to go down. And I think Sean Dyche will do it again. He'll keep Burnley in the lead. I mean, in December, everyone said Burnley are definitely going down. But I don't know how it's possible. He's stringing, stringing wins out of nowhere against Tottenham. He's getting points from nowhere. And now he's one point behind safety. I think Burnley will also make it and Everton. And uh, they've played two less games than Leeds, or just a point above them. So I think Leeds will go down. And personally, as a United fan, I'd love to see them go down. I mean, uh, fair enough. Uh, since you mentioned that, you know, Burnley and Everton have two games in hand against Leeds United. So it's a probable situation of Leeds going down until obviously they have uh, three months in their hand, on their hand of, uh, to save the season. But again, uh, what like since you since I have asked you this question, what do you make of Lampard's Everton? I think they're playing brilliant football at times. I mean, yesterday they were definitely robbed of a penalty, as we know the controversial. But even if you exclude the penalty, they played the champions of England. They're one of the best teams in Europe who score for fun, and they held them for like eighty minutes. Not just held them; they were making chances. And I think they deserved a point yesterday. But uh, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And they won. But I think Lampard has a lot to take from the game. A lot of positives. Because they were playing really well. Uh, I think Wanderbeek, I, I honestly don't know who at United saw Wanderbeek not physical enough to play in the Premier League. He's winning headers against six-foot defenders in Everton. And they have been playing Fred and McTominay in United. So, I think the guy who said uh, one day big should go, uh, go out of the Premier League needs to be fired as well. Fair enough. I mean, obviously, like, do you, like, Pinak, do you think, right, uh, obviously, no one is going to blame uh, Lampard for the performances Everton has been, you know, kind of having recently because they have appointed him mid season, basically. So, do you think if next season, if he starts with the 17 team or, you know, if you have to make uh, a prediction, how, how well do you think they're going to perform? I think Lampard does have, like, the necessary things. Like, you know, even, like, back at Chelsea, like, like, like let's not talk about the time where he was, like, sacked off, of course, but, like, when he was, um, what was the previous team he was, like, part of again? Like, the championship team? 
ஒருத்தீங்க <laughs> for like uh, europa like sports i feel europa conference sports i would say yeah and um i mean i think that is obviously you would want uh, everton to stay up top in this premier league next season because you would want to see lampard with his new squad performing in this premier league uh, table and ju- obviously it's fair to judge him when he starts with his team afresh and obviously not get it mid season looking at how he was handed everton it was a mess and he kind of as we can see have improved the squad obviously getting unlucky with some of those decisions as the roof said but yeah we would uh, kind of warn him uh moving on let's uh, talk just you know like just quickly talking about uh, the top four race in the premier league right we have united we have west ham arsenal and uh, tottenham fighting for the top four positions 1 to 3 are completely set uh chelsea if obviously it's in their hand if they are kind of shaky they might lose a third position to someone but i don't see that happening so let's move on to fourth fifth and sixth obviously and if you want to include tottenham then seventh uh recent uh, united uh, played their game recently against watford lost uh, two points in hand it should have been three but then they did manage to get one apparently uh what do you let's start with rangam what do you think bro like do you think after that after this game there is any hope left with united um with united there's no hope now actually they should be doing more than top 4 but looking at the current form of their players i would say united would finish 6th wolves 5th arsenal 4th or Adil said that Chelsea's first, second, third is fixed. I wouldn't say third is fixed at all. We have two games in hand and if we win it, we'll be on 48 points. And one of those games, we are facing Chelsea. And if by any chance we get a win over there, then we are in the third position right there. So I won't rule out third position for Arsenal. Manchester United are not going to play in Champions League next year. You, you heard it here first. So, as you said, uh, you know, like United kind of do not really, or is not really performing to what uh, they should be looking at that team. Mm-hmm. And, but then looking at the games that they have been playing, they have, they have position, they have shots, they have shots on targets. they have uh, control of the game tactically and you know possession wise so dhruv where do you think it's going wrong then so well, i think our attackers have had some portion which which they are not able to score simple goals they either had some chips installed in their brain that prevents them from scoring i don't know what has happened to every one of them ronaldo bruno rashford has been in horrible form all of a sudden I think Elanga has been our best attacker this month. Oh no, Sancho and Elanga have been our best attackers this month. At least they're showing some positivity. I don't know what has happened to everyone else. They're missing simple, simple goals. 
they're struggling to make two meter passes it, it's honestly it's shameful that professional footballers are struggling to make two three meter passes i i mean bruno and uh, uh, maguire was it maguire or uh, bruno and someone else against atletico they were constantly giving the ball away every two uh, i think minutes. it was varan it was varan yeah. Oh, yeah i think it was pogba no 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 pogba, pogba didn't give much of the ball away he was just hogging onto the ball oh then it, it must be ronaldo it, it was varan <laughs> in the first half i think this this shows you that the whole team is trash and you can't just blame anyone no like i was i was going it. through i was going through the these social media pages of like managed by united obviously and majority majority of the fans it's basically like you know yes uh, ronaldo is kind of not really you know okay. fitting any any anyone with basic you know basic ball sense who knows what the word football means can tell you that the problem is uh, mr cristiano ronaldo but uh, ran do you do you agree with this like do you think i mean you watch united games right you watch them play you see that yes okay there have there are other players obviously we're not taking anything away from all these players that have been messing up okay okay ryan just before you answer I, that i uh, just, i agree no, just, just, a okay, just, okay, just a second just a second just a second just before you answer that uh, mr ronaldo is taking 500 a week and i would like to know for what mm, for the for the value he brings to the club for his name for what he has achieved mm. in the past so yes that for that he is taking 500 a week okay yeah so by name do you mean one goal in last nine games is that what you mean by name um it's it's a rough patch don't you think everyone goes through mm. a rough patch uh, but uh, uh, okay goat I like mean, ronaldo no, no, no. it's it's fair, shouldn't it's be fair. scoring one goal in nine match but yeah i leave it up to you i leave it up to you maybe yeah, no, no, i think I he's think coming back to coming back to adil's question yeah i agree he is part of the problem he is not the entire problem for not not at all and mm. uh, yeah he has not been scoring in the previous games which which is obviously as i said it's a rough patch and for some people that know ronaldo comes back way way stronger than what he has gone through and uh, he he will and i believe i believe in that other people may not but it's their choice and and they will see it in future but again mm. as per manchester united's performance in future that that's going to be this march month of march i think and i've said it before they will go goalless and pointless both so i feel so mm. right i mean okay finak do you uh, like you know we have discussed everything here about your team right now what are the points that you agree and what are the points you do not agree with i mean there's i mean there's nothing wrong that was said by either of them in my opinion like like as we were talking about ronaldo right like and as ayush mentioned that he has only like one goal in the last nine games like so i heard a stat which was like we have only scored one goal in like uh like and we shot like 42 times in like 2022 and obviously that includes all our strikers not just ronaldo but if this is like really alarming for like any professional footballers like it just doesn't make sense like what is going wrong aren't you guys training enough like aren't can't you guys like what where's the composure where's the decision making skills like 
everything is just going like like you know wrong for us in that like you know in that aspect so and, and like, no no sorry is just to stop you there and to clear it uh, uh, united had 22 shots against watford last uh, my last match and yeah. two three or two or three of them came from ronaldo but again mm-hmm. the entire focus bro, goes bro, to ronaldo bro bro one second one I'm, second i'm not defending him here, okay? not no, no 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 but, yeah, yeah, no but yeah. but the but the fact that you guys only see that guy as the problem that is one problem <laughs> na i mean you okay. have to look at the would, entire yeah. team as, as a okay. whole you so you know when person because when, it is 500 when, a week if okay, if okay. okay let's take for instant if my team goes goalless you know we have 22 shots every game and we don't score we just score once or twice in 2022 then the first finger i will point at will be my striker will be my striker your, your strikers your strikers you have how many no, strikers is, right now in every game only one one striker plays the game no every game one striker we have and strikers. for you mr ronaldo has been starting consistently He's okay. the only. So, Prando, Prando has a point, right? Prando. Yeah. Please. One second. So, I want yeah. to say two things. So, we have yeah. three strikers. One is in jail. Second one is mm-hmm. injured, mm-hmm. and third is Ronaldo. He is the one who is starting every game. So, we don't have any other option. Another thing that I would like to add is that Ryan mentioned that we had twenty-two shots on target, and Ronaldo had. No, three. not on target. I no, not on target. target. I wish. Okay. I wish. 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 I Twenty-two <laughs> in total. Okay, so we had twenty-two in total. That's what Ryan said, and three yeah, were from Ronaldo, right? Yeah. So those were not shots. Those were two-meter passes to Ben Foster. Those mm-hmm. were not shots. Yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Uh, you know, we signed Ronaldo as a finisher, but uh, I think the whole team has forgotten how to finish. And uh, obviously, you know, as a striker, you would want to score goals. even ronaldo is frustrated that he is not able to score goals but i personally feel he should be dropped he should be benched so he can come back stronger bro even if uh, you take those as passes and i even take it as, as shots out of 22 shots your striker has three shots how are you defending him yeah exactly well, i'm not defending him i'm not defending no, him i'm talking about rayan he should be benched so, yeah, so what do you so what do you mean the uh, the winger shouldn't have any uh, go at the oh, bro, goalkeeper by by moria's logic farmino by by moria's logic farmino is arguably the worst striker in the world because salah and mane used to score everything and this guy used to be creating or just e- dropping exactly back. अच्छा 
is the problem the striker is the problem obviously you have to feed the balls to your strikers so how how is it going to work for work for work out for you know united yeah like you know it's like a combination of all factors as i said before too and as like uh, like points stated by prangov that like he is the only option we have so it's not like we can bench him as well like honestly i feel like if the thing is see like there there shouldn't be any preferential treatment just because of a name in my opinion see if he was like i really want him to like come back and i know he will but i feel at this point he should like just take rest for some time like he should no and just to just you to know? add on penak's point if you question some player these two guys here go like oh he's ronaldo so what he's ronaldo he's supposed to be scoring his goals man Bro, bro, no, wait. I said, okay, I, you, know, since, you said you since, said he is Ronaldo, but the only reason that United are in the Champions League knockouts is Ronaldo, and they are saying he hasn't okay. scored against Atletico. The only reason so, we are capable of playing Atletico is because he took us there. He carried us single-handed. Okay, okay, fine. We fine. are out of the FA Cup because of Ronaldo. We went out of the FA Cup because he missed the penalty in the FA Cup. Yes, and bro. Okay, United uh, not win the Champions the, the, because of the, 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 the opponent's goal. We dropped a lot of goals because of the, the opponent's team, goal in the right. FA Cup was a hand handball first. You didn't notice that, but you noticed Ronaldo missing the fucking penalty. Okay, no. Bro, we yeah, signed him it. to score goals, and he missed a penalty, and we went. We out signed of the Ronaldo. They signed him to uh, Mr. Real. They signed him to score some goals. You know, not like oh, the player had a handball. That's why he did not score the the wind. It was little windy. The oh, I was wrong. I have, that's why I he have, didn't. Bro, score. I just I, shut I, the I fuck ma- up. I just shut it, you donkey. Just shut it. I have mentioned it before. Stop joking. Stop joking. They when when Ronaldo was scoring before, they had problems. They had problems saying, "Why don't you let Greenwood score, yar?" Ab now when he's not scoring, why Sancho and Rashford not scoring? Why are they not scoring? Why no, are guess, these two talent, very talented individuals, not doing their magic? Yeah, yeah. Sancho, Sancho had a, Sancho had a great jail. month. Just to just to let you know, Sancho had a very great month. He assisted and scored, not once, oh, twice, right. right? And they won so, both the matches. Yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Let me like since uh, Dhruv mentioned that point, right? That you know he is going to come back and he is this player and this and that. Obviously, Dhruv should be. Dhruv, everybody feels that you know there there is something going on at that club. Do you think, Drew? Do you think there should be some tactical change in that club? Some players to be taken out, some players to be 
you know played in that team some players or like any any tactical change that you think that should take place right. over that i think i think the manager needs to speak to some players especially bruno and ronaldo because i don't know what's i i know ronaldo's mentality i know he will come back but i've never seen bruno struggle this way before he's he's been at the club for nearly 3 years i've honestly never seen him struggle to make a 2 3 meter pass he was giving the ball against atletico he was missing simple goals i think manager needs to sit him down talk to him maybe even give him a game of rest and he can come back stronger because i've honestly never seen bruno this way he's always been scoring goals or creating chances for us i know he doesn't do incredible uh, in uh, big games but uh, struggling to make such simple passes giving the ball away literally giving handing the ball to atletico on a counter i think he needs some time off or he needs manager to install some change I, but I, i think what ragnik is doing in the system is perfect I I honestly don't blame the manager for anything that's happening at the club. I blame our attackers, Ronaldo, Bruno, Rashford specifically. Fair, fair, fine. You know what? Obviously, there's this team uh kind of having its rough days, as you can say, since a since a large number of like you know it's been long. And then there's this another team that kind of cannot stop winning. Like if we talk about Arsenal, banging in um, wins after wins, somehow or the other. and obviously coming up clutch in the in the final moments uh like prangav do you do you think arsenal have just locked in their position for top 4 yeah i think arsenal have a great chance especially the way they're playing plus they have a few games in hand as well i think yeah, they'll two, be very comfortable now yeah i think it will be very comfortable for them to make it top 4 or maybe even top 3 you never know Arsenal has Arsenal has three games in hand basically against uh, United and West Ham, so that's like nine points of uh, you know games still left to be played. Uh, Moira, do you think you know Arsenal can keep up with this current form? Looking at the fixtures that they have in line, if you if you talk about uh, Arsenal and their next games, they have Leicester, they have Aston Villa, and then they have Brighton the next three games. What do you make? Bro, they're playing they're playing good football. and that wins you games no matter how competitive it gets and i think they have the strength to pull it off and continue their run and they definitely going to end up fourth but that's uh, my prediction Pinan, yeah like i mean pinan do you think uh, that game against wolves was it really kind of competitive for arsenal they like did they like deserve to win that thing or like did they somehow manage to scrap off that win I mean, like, see, even like, I know Arsenal has been playing like good football lately. So let's say, even if like you want to say that they were not, they still found a way, and that's what good teams do. And that's like the clear difference between like us, like which is United and them right now. So whatever gets you through, gets you through. And it's just a, uh, you know, like you have to repeatedly, you know, keep like pushing, keep believing in yourselves, like you know that passion which Arsenal players do and our players don't. I feel that can like you know create like you know differences in such moments and that's what happened against Wolves and that's how they got it. So it's completely you know deserved like I I wouldn't say like they didn't deserve it at all. They kept pushing for it and they got it. It's as simple as that. You know Ayush uh, coming coming to you. You have uh, you I think your coming fixtures are not really that easy uh, if you look at this. If you have uh, Leicester, you have Liverpool, you have Aston Villa and Watford. The next four games obviously. What do you, how do you think you know if how many wins do you think it will need for you to cover up this entire top four race? 
I think uh, more than ourselves, first of all, we are facing Watford. So that is a game I do expect to win next up. And Manchester United are facing City. So I expect them to drop points there. And since I'm counting on Manchester United here because they have a tough month coming up ahead and we are playing our game which was postponed against Liverpool this month. It's at Emirates, so I am expecting a draw in the form which we are. I'm not expecting a win, of course, because it's Liverpool. But still, I do expect the team to show some courage and get a draw. And other than that, Leicester, if you look at it, they are just six points off the relegation zone this season. So, I'm not actually scared of Leicester at Emirates. Not at all. Wolves and other teams are better this season than Leicester. And we have beaten them twice, so I'm not scared of Leicester. Villa away will be tough. Yeah, I agree. That's a game which Arsenal have to be really focused on. Other than that, uh, Manchester United home will come. And then that's actually eight of our big six teams. Then we only face those small teams. So, if we keep our head in the league right now, which we should be since we are only playing in the Premier League. So, we should be in top four by the end of this season. And talking about the game against Wolves... Yeah, like I wouldn't say we deserved it like a hundred percent. We weren't like the most dominant team. Uh, Wolves did have their chances in between, but what I would say is the boys were passionate, and I haven't seen Emirates buzzing like that in the past four or five years. I've never seen that happening. The commentators were Peter Dury and Andy Townsend. Even they were in. They were getting goosebumps at that very moment. They went like this. This stadium deserves to be in Champions League. This team feels like a Champions League team. The way the players showed courage and played that day. So, at the end of the season, if we don't get Champions League, then it is going to be really disappointing. Well, I mean, uh, obviously, the manager coming back to the manager, he has done a fantastic job. Uh, looking at the start, Arsenal has had, has had, had right? Uh, they were kind of, I think they lost the first three games. And yeah. everybody was like, yes, <laughs> this team is going to be relegated. Obviously, that was too far-fetched. Uh, nobody was looking at Arsenal in top six again for, after the first three games. But yes, it has been it has been a wonderful ride. So, Dhruv, do you think, uh, you know, looking at Arteta's, uh, Arteta's uh, Arsenal, is it like, is it as, as of this moment, do you think it can beat United? At this point, even championship clubs can beat United. What do you think of? What do you think? Then what do you make of Arteta as a manager? Well, I, I said it before. Arteta is like, if not Arteta, then Xavi. One of them is Pep's next successor. They, I mean, Arteta doesn't have the football uh, footballers that play that kind of uh, ball, you know, in midfield and uh, even up top actually. But he's installed that menta- mentality into his players that they didn't give up till the last second. If you saw against Wolves, uh, the, the Lacazette shot was actually messed up by Jose Sa. But they didn't give up, which is what matters. You need to you need some wins that way. You just need to keep focusing till the last second. Just, just get it on and score. That's what they did and that's what United struggled to do. They, they don't, the players don't really have that mentality. I think Ragnik is starting to bring some of it in, but Arteta has started the season and has started to give them that mentality. Fair. I mean, obviously, uh, there, ha- there has been a huge difference in the way Arsenal 
started the season or Arsenal were last season and to what they are now. A very competitive team, looks strong mentally. Obviously, <coughs> you know the <coughs> only difference between United and Arsenal. Of course, United have ten times better players, but the only difference is the mentality, and the manager brings that mentality. So I don't know what kind of job is Ratnik doing, or the players aren't mm, mentally involved this? enough. Do you agree with this? Like Ragnik and Arteta are kind of having. you know different kind of mindsets to what the team is and in that phase if you talk about you know motivating the players and everything arteta is kind of doing a better job than ragnik the arteta was uh, an assistant manager at man city he learned from pep whereas ragnik taught as people say he taught klopp and tuchel how to manage but obviously we know that's a lie because we can see that's not working for him <laughs> um but yeah i personally feel arteta obviously has had more time at uh, arsenal so let's give ragnik a chance if he can do something in the next 3 4 months then it will be great for us but i don't see that happening i can only hope for a decent finish to the season obviously uh <laughs> ragnik and looking at his uh, you know looking at the hype everyone built around him it was immense uh, and we thought that this guy is going to take united up top like straight maybe like minimum we expected was a second position mm-hmm. and after his uh, arrival united were united have i think it drove do you don't you feel that it has like you know it has kind of gone downhill to what ole was in terms of management Okay. I mean the state at which Ole left the club, Ragnik is picking up, and he's still doing a decent job. I don't think he's done that bad. As I don't know what these guys were expecting from him to turn it around and start winning the Premier League or Champions League or something. Look at where he came. We were losing four. No, but but Drew, Drew, you do expect second. him to win against teams like Burnley, Watford, and others, right? Yeah, true. But then again, I don't think I can. I can. You can blame him from for any of those games. I mean, he's he did his part. He organized the defense. He kept those players in formation, and they even played well. And if now the attackers aren't able to score simple goals, I don't think you can blame the manager on that. Uh, can so, I add like, something to that, please? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so when Ole became the manager of Man United, he won eleven yeah. games in a row in the league. and he also qualified for round of no we uh, yeah he won against psg in the round of 16 in champions league so mm. we expect you know a, a new manager to you know start with a you know sort of with wins the bank, yeah. have oh, such yeah. another uh, period like ole did that ole, ole did ole, much ole had squad by the way bro ole like had 4 years at the club Ole had four years at the club. So he's talking about the first season. The first season. I, I, I was talking, talking about when he took over. Four months. Yeah. Okay. Just another thing. Calm down. Just, yeah. just another thing. Uh, if Carrick had stayed, do you think he would have got better results since yes, he was I unbeaten in his three so. games? Yes. No yes, chance. So. No chance. I think uh, people only people uh, <laughs> saying Carrick would have gotten better results are the one backing a manager who couldn't win trophies in four years after spending five hundred mil. Uh, see, I think uh, Ronaldo would have performed better under Carrick, 
than he is doing right now because i personally but feel bro you can't you can't build system a, a system doesn't support him you can't i think he he played they played three games under garrett and he scored in all of them it was our yeah, first and another well, champions yeah. league game Yeah, yeah, it was and against, you even uh, won against Spurs and Arsenal both, and we drew against so Chelsea. You can't, you can't yeah, you blame a manager for bro, a striker's finishing skill. Exactly, man, bro. How, Ka- how you Karik blaming perform? Man? You can't build yeah. a team around a thirty-seven-year-old man. He's there to finish. He's there to do his. He's, he's there, there to, to finish. Yet he's not finishing. Yet he's, he's not doing that. That's the thing. He's That's not doing problem. it for the last two months under this system. We are only expecting him to finish, but he's not even okay, doing I mean, that. I mean, you know what, Pinak? Uh, since you are, you are getting involved, uh, why don't you tell us what's the? Do you think Ragnik is it like the tactical difference, or is it the, is it something related to the mindset of the managers? Because obviously, we could see Ronaldo okay. performing. Okay. Achha, achha. Just one question. Uh, if you look at their last three games, and obviously they were against small teams, Manchester United had let's. Less than fifty percent of possession, and I, I will blame the manager for that. Say anything. If my team had less than fifty percent possession against such small teams, I would blame my manager that he is not doing a decent enough job. Whatever you want to say. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like uh, again, coming back to the question that I asked Pinar, do you think it's it's a tactical difference or it's like a difference in the mindset of the manager? Because obviously, Ronaldo was performing under Ole under Carrick. And now he somehow kind of lost his thing. Do you think it's a phase or it's somehow related to the to the manager? The, it's very difficult for me to think that it's like the manager here because you can clearly see. So people who have been watching, like you know, like United since like when Ole was there when he left, and then the transition to the Ragnik like you know system, you can clearly see a proper system like where players are doing, except the strikers, of course, are doing their part. You are like you know they are like obviously not all games are perfect. I wouldn't but, say that, but I will. I would still say you played better, better brand of football under. I mean, I guess it depends on like the style you are saying. Yes, I did prefer that as well, but I feel like Ragnik's like system is like more organized in my opinion. So that has been. So it's not like the system has not been working. I'm obviously I'm not talking about the Atletico game. The Atletico first half or like wherever till we were not playing, that was like really pathetic because. Like I don't know, like Atletico was just pressing with a four-four-two, and our players were just like looking around each other, like not knowing what to do. So I would say that game, yes, Ragnik has to take like, like you know, charge of this because he's supposed to like you know instruct players on what to do in such cases and like you know so on. But like other games, if you see like you know where we drop points, like where we drew one-one, like example yesterday's game, our XG like you know has been like good. Like you know we should have been scoring at least like two minimum two goals here, like you know in each of those games. And it comes down to all those like players like missing our chances. Beat Rashford, beat Ronaldo, beat Bruno. Like our forwards have been really pathetic. So like if I had to like just like sum up, like Ragnik is doing his job like well. Like he's doing what he's supposed to do. But now it's up to players like to do it. But again, I'm not taking all the like you know I'm not blaming all the players again because taking. I mean, if you look at the Atletico game, we definitely need to do better, both the manager and the players. But the reason why we are not in top four race right now, like you know, like you know, is because of us not performing up to the levels like you know they are supposed to. So, fair. I mean, obviously, if you bring up the point about the manager and the players, the manager looking at the structure, looking at everything that United has been has been doing, like they have been working according to what Ragnik has set up for them, and it has been working until the final third of the game, where it's just like the ball is not going inside the net. 
and that is where the problem is because if united played that game and if they converted the chances this this would have been a perfect system like two three goals every game they they have been having possession they have been tactically good but yes it is not working and so maybe kind again coming back to it arteta maybe because of the time he has had because of the trust of manager like his board has like you know come up with a brilliant team and maybe i don't know in what what's going to happen in summer transfer if he is backed up with the players that he want again as they did it in uh, this Arteta January Arteta just Arteta just needs a world class midfielder and a world class striker to complete complete this team defense is sorted goalkeeper is sorted thomas partey or jaka one of them can play in the team they are both doing a decent job if jaka improves his uh, tackling and then attack we have it figured we have uh, odegaard and smithrow we have two camps then there is saka there's martinelli the only problem is the striker and as far as the reliable arsenal sources have said there's going to be a 180 million budget for arsenal because they have backed the manager and he's also getting a new contract so by next season we are going to have a bomb squad i'm sure about it fair fair i mean obviously we have spoken about tottenham we have spoken about uh, like we haven't really spoken about west ham they are also like sitting on fifth position like uh, i i'll go back to prove again prove do you think like looking at their performances currently they have been decent they have not it's not like they are they are playing bad they have been decent and they are coming up with wins now and then do you think they they also have a shot at it they, they definitely have a shot but i think they'll be happy with europa league football too i think they need to get europa league i think that would be their main concern they, they wouldn't be too upset if they don't get champions league football they'll be aiming for a top six position and i think they might even get it well i mean obviously again top four i finally uh, you know like ending ending this thing with uh, for this episode we will conclude with uh, the relegation struck in team we have burnley norwich and watford obviously uh burnley as we have all discussed fantastic form uh getting all that wins those important wins scoring which they were not kind of doing like you know it's crazy uh prangov do you think burnley can stay up do you think it's going to be a shon dash masterclass yeah i think they'll be comfortable uh I'm not going to say they're going to finish in top 10 but they'll be fine they won't get relegated they have been playing decent now and uh, with leads dropping points norwich we obviously know are going to concede and lose pretty much all the games ahead so i don't see burnley getting relegated i think norwich um norwich leeds and watford are my three teams other three teams that i think will get relegated this season I, th- i think there is one team which we haven't been talking about brentford they have played 27 games rest all the relegation battling team have played 26 or 24 and they have they are just two points above the relegation zone only two and they have played one game or three games more than any other team who are below them So I think Brentford is going down. For me, it's Brentford, Watford, and Norwich. What about yeah, Leeds? Uh, What about Leeds? Leeds are not going down. They they have a they have a great squad. They were just missing But their they uh, two, injured, no? two players. Their players yeah, are injured. Doesn't 
doesn't matter they have a good enough team to stay in the premier league the new manager will come and have his honeymoon period which will be enough to take them out of the relegation zone they are still so, not in the relegation zone they, yeah they are not in the relegation zone but then they are they have played two games over everton and burnley just to remind you and the the results obviously in future will depend upon the manager that comes in next because we can't really be saying that we leads are going to get relegated but obviously yes uh, until and unless they get ole they are going to be fine but uh, you know what uh, ran don't you feel like if you are talking about this uh, clubs that have been in relegation and have been performing we are kind of missing out on newcastle united an exceptional turnover of the season oh. all w's back and back again what do you, what do you make out of the season like after you know Past the next, you know, these two months, 2022. Again, I haven't seen them play often, but I think they will stay in the Premier League. And as these other people mentioned, uh, Brentford and Le- teams like Leeds. Uh, I think Watford, we have to yeah. thank the wonderful Arsenal, Hale and Academy for Newcastle being so successful recently. My man Joe Willock. banging in goals day in day out three goals in last three games so yeah newcastle might be kissing the arsenal batch at the moment 14th currently they are 14th uh, not really far away from you know leicester city and not really far away from uh, you know top 10 if, if they continue with the same form looking at the teams up over them obviously going to be dropping Drew, do you think uh, newcastle with this obviously summer transfer coming up them having that uh, money in their bank if they get the players are they going to be fighting for that you know top 10 at least i told you uh, when we were recording or uh, tip are going to newcastle that they will stay in the premier league they'll get more signings next season and they'll aim for a top 6 position and in the next two and three seasons they'll be something like uh, competing for top 4 at least and with the abramovich news i mean if chelsea really do go down uh, i mean if abramovich leaves they'll newcastle and uh, chelsea would be replacing each other because chelsea would in, in 3 4 3 4 years haland and mbappe they will be all playing for the dream team newcastle yes, so yeah we can expect with, them along with the good santiago munez yes <laughs> yeah but but i don't you know i don't feel like you know just is is abramovich really leaving chelsea i think he's just handling down handing down his uh, Yeah, Power. but there are still... there are rumors, right? So there's a chance. I mean, uh, if it does happen, then I think Chelsea fans will be gutted because he's the man who's bought their entire success. Not to mention history with him. And if he leaves, I think uh, it will be a big blow for Chelsea. Do you do you agree, Pinak? I do have like a strong like feeling that like I mean, okay, not strong. Okay, that's not the like right way to say it. But he has a. like a fair point i guess because abramovich has like been doing like so like you know he has been helping chelsea to what they are today like right from where he took over back in the early 2000s i guess and like to what they are now but i guess sadly there won't be any uh, 200 million spending in one transfer window so quite possible yes like the newcastle might be the next one to take over yeah okay i mean uh, since we have covered up the entire premier league table from top to bottom obviously not taking into consideration a lot of other teams which are performing and uh, a lot of other teams which are not really performing we have mentioned the major ones the ones which are obviously in highlight and we obviously this is our 
predictions, our opinion. We don't really know how the season is going to turn out to be. Still a few months left in hand. A lot can happen. And yes, it's something that time will tell. But again, it's, it's, been a great, it's been a great episode for us, at least. We hope you guys enjoy as much as we do recording this. It's something that we really love. And we hope you kind of love what we do. And you kind of like what, you know, what we bring out to you. With that said, thank you guys for joining. Thank you for listening. And thank you for taking part in whatever, you know, this is. Because it's always enjoyable. Thank you. Good night. And we'll see you in the next episode. Take care. Bye.